Welcome to Women's Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all groups of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. Hello and welcome to today's episode at Women Thrive Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here for another amazing episode with one of our guests. Today, we are interviewing Katrina Marsh, who is actually one of our co-authors at the Women Thrive book. Hi, Katrina. How are you? Good. Thank you, Ray, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Where are you joining us from? I am joining you from Northern California, small town in Dixon. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. I'm actually looking forward to introducing you to our audience. Well, of course, you have been on a cover of Women Thrive magazine quite recently as well. But actually, I'd love for you to get to know Katrina. So Katrina Marsh is the founder of Busy Bee Studios in Dixon, California, and is a co-founder of Maganda Media Management, a full-service media agency focused on curating authentic personal brands for individuals and businesses alike. And very soon, or depending when you're listening to this episode, she will be an author at the Women Thrive book. So I'm looking forward to for you to all discover her story in the Women Thrive book. Hi, Kat. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself as well, if there's anything I missed. Absolutely. I mean, that was quite the intro, so thank you. Yeah, so I am, I'm based in Northern California. I'm a, a two-time business owner. I started my yoga studios, originally a yoga studio, Busy Bee Studios, in 2021. And then that has evolved into more of a fitness and community center to kind of pull in more fitness styles and also some fun events that we try to do to get the community together. Alongside Busy Bee Studios, I also founded and own a media management agency. It's a full service agency that works on content creation, curating personal brands, and really just pushing our clients to the forefront of their audience and connecting their audience to their message that they're trying to portray. So with both those businesses, I stay pretty busy. It's in the name, Busy Bee. So (laughs) but yeah, I really try to keep a balance with both of the businesses because I love them equally and they are definitely passions. But then I also get some downtime as well by popping into some yoga classes here and there and playing with my doggies. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love following you on your journey. Some of the content sometimes is just so much fun and sometimes it's so funny as well. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> Tell me more about Maganda um, Management. So how did it come about? I'm really curious about how, what made you start this particular business? I've heard more about social media before, but I want to really delve in into Maganda Media Management. And Yeah, absolutely. I think the story is actually, it's very organic and I, it, I love talking about it. So thank you for asking. The business started as Marsh Media, actually. My last name is Marsh. And so it was Marsh Media and I'm not a big fan of that name. But I was like, you know what? It works. The M's. There we go. So it started as a social media management 
business where I was the main social media manager and I would work with small businesses that were looking to really just be online. So in my city, we actually have, it's a very traditional city. We have like our two main bars and it's a very small town. So a lot of these businesses aren't really online and it kind of came about by, I was being reached out to like, oh, I see that you post on social media. Do you have any tips for getting my business on social media? How do I even do that? So it started from kind of helping people here and there to being like, I could, I can really provide this service and kind of take it over for you, but also hold your hand and show you how to do it yourself. So it started as social media management for small businesses in the smallest sense. So helping them post on Instagram, helping them post a story, helping them create an Instagram account or a Twitter account or a Facebook Mm -hmm. account, uh, linking it to their websites. So then Marsh Media started to evolve itself when I met a photographer who's big in our county. His name is James Young. So James Young helped me co-found this next level of our agency. And he's a very established photographer. He's a very, very talented person, total artist. I went in one day to a client consultation. I had a new client that wanted to look into getting some social media services. And I had a consultation process at the time. I was talking to them and I was like, you know what? Like, I am not a photographer. I'm not a videographer. I will help you post. I will help you create. But if you want me to take your photos, it's not going to look good. So if you hire a photographer or if you take the photos yourself or the videos yourself, we have kind of like a collaborative client file that they can upload to. And then we would use that content to source their media at the time. Now, They were very ready to get this going and they already had a photographer that they wanted and it was James. So they were like, how about you set up a meeting between me, you and James and we will get this started. So I reached out to James. I was so nervous. He's got a ginormous following on Instagram. So I was like, he's probably not even going to see my message. How am I going to get in contact with him? So I messaged him. He responded right away. He, He was like, oh my gosh, like, absolutely. This is awesome. And I need to pick your brain about what you're doing. I think this is incredible. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So we got on a phone call and he was totally interested in this social media management route that I've been doing. And he'd been getting a lot of inquiries about pretty much like if he could be his client's social media managers. And he's like, I can take your photos. I can't do that part. So we were able to fill this need for each other. And together we became this like dynamic duo of this high, high, high quality content and this high quality distribution. So we were able to create these processes, build out our team, really create this brand and this business together from that point on. And that is how Maganda is really sitting today. It's this funnel of people that are looking to be online or maybe they're already online and then refine their presence and we've been able to create these incredible processes along the way that we're really looking to start educating people on of pretty much finding your message and then finding a way to connect that to your audience and then really getting your audience to that next level of either clicking your website booking your service, buying your product, whatever it may be. Maybe we've had some inquiries about 
a politician. So maybe voting for you. So yeah, it's been a crazy ride and it's been very exciting. So that's the story of Maganda. <laughs> wow. And I know as you're one of your business names goes, Busy B, you stay busy. I'm <laughs> super curious. What does an ordinary day in Cat's life look like? An ordinary day. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, They're all extraordinary and different. All extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say they they do differ from a day-to-day basis. So some days will be heavy, busy bee things. Some days will be heavy, maganda things. Some days it will be all computer work. And some days I will not be able to sit down on my computer once. But I would say the theme that runs along it is I love my planner. And I've talked about this before, but my planner is my go-to. And my business mentor, Kirsten, she actually helped me get onto a next level planner and we call it um, a focus book. So a focus book, it's pretty much a journal, but it's everything that comes into your brain throughout the day. And it's small enough that you can carry it with you, throwing it all on there. And so what I've started doing is creating a list of have to do and want to do and have to do will be like payroll or call pg or something some the big things that I need to do that day the want to do will be like put up a different decor in the studio or look into this new platform that's going to be introduced in 2024 for social media so those two lists really help guide my days whatever it looks like but I would say getting up early is the best and going to sleep early is the best. Drinking your water throughout the day. I'm a big fan of vitamins, taking your vitamin D and your energy vitamins if you can. (laughs) Cup of coffee helps as well. And then really, I just try and fill my days as much as I can with connecting with people. So whether that's teaching a class and being able to talk to my students after and before, whether that's a client meeting and getting to talk to our clients and kind of see how that's going if we're hitting our objectives how they're feeling that is what I strive to do is to be able to connect with people throughout my day wow in the book in your story you share a little bit about your process of starting your business and kind of why why you do what you do if you were to sum it up what drives your mission your purpose because you're very dynamic you're passionate about what you do. You give so much to your work and you're really passionate about it. But what drives you to wake up every morning and pursue your uh, businesses with so much heart and passion? I appreciate your words. I think we're all multidimensional beings. And in regards to the story, I think that I am so fortunate I think everybody has a story and I'm very fortunate to have been able to bring mine to paper. And I think everybody has a story that they could bring to paper or a blog or through their services. So I'm very fortunate to have been a part of this process and I cannot wait for this book to hit the shelves. I would say my big motivator is really community. And it sounds like a basic, vague, overarching community, but Really, the biggest driver that I have is being able to connect with people. And that's why I try to fill my days with connecting with people on some level. But that is the biggest motivator for me when I am kind of feeling a little lazy one day and 
Maybe I'm dragging my feet a bit to get out the door to go teach a class. As soon as that first person walks through the door, I'm a totally different person in, in the best way possible. I'm just filled with energy. I love seeing people that are showing up for themselves, that are devoted, that are coming to class, even though maybe they had a long day at work or they haven't even gone to work yet. It's a 6 a.m. class and they're coming in. You know, maybe it's a long day in the office and they took the time out to take a Zoom call real quick for a meeting. My biggest motivator is definitely the people that I serve and the people that I can serve. And that is why throughout the process, I've tried to refine my services as much as possible to really better serve the greater community of not even my county. We've started to kind of go out of state now with clientele and Busy Bee is heading in a, a virtual direction as well. So we've had some people that we've been able to connect with, not even just in our immediate location. So that's been very, very exciting. Amazing. And it's amazing that you get to build those communities, one, through your physical brick and mortar business, which is your studio. And you talk about community. And I watch some of your videos and reels where you guys are dancing and having your yogas and all of that. And then you get to do that online and you have quite a following on social media. How, first of all, how big is your following right now? And how did you manage to do that? Yeah, I mean, my following, I would say it's actually grown a bit this year, particularly. And I think that came with a shift of not hiding behind my businesses, which I think it's a good thing to an extent to be able to show your business for what it is and not be the only one on your social media, show the people that are coming, show your team. But in terms of my personal accounts, it's been a crazy shift, actually. I think in the past, I would post every once in a while, maybe like one year, I think I posted like three times, like I really didn't post a lot. And then if I did, they were so like thoroughly thought out and like the captions and the poses and I never posted videos. It would just be like photos of whatever I was doing. And then this year, especially with the the book process and Mm -hmm. the media push behind that, I was like, okay, you know what? I actually need to show people that there's a human there's a human behind it and kind of that I am not just Miss Busy Bee and I'm not just the Miss Maganda. Like I am like my own person that's got some fun stuff going on. So I've taken a a shift in my social media, started posting like a real person. I think that really helped boost my following and my engagement is posting what you're doing, not just when you get everything perfectly laid out so you can snap a picture, videos when you can, showing the community involvement that you're doing. So my following stands around like, I would say 4,000 followers right now. So in the grand scheme, I know Women Thrive's platform is ginormous. So (laughs) it's still on the smaller scale, but it's like, it's a good chunk that I'm like, wow, like people want to know what I'm up to. So we just, we did a live actually the other day with one of the other co-authors page and she said that it was like some of the highest engagement that she's had so far. And I was like, it's the first live that I did, which was very nerve wracking. But I was seeing these people I knew hop in there and comment and like, and I was like, oh my God, like people are interested. (laughs) So it's exciting. Yeah. 
It's amazing, you know, what happens. And this is a testimony of your values, which you just mentioned in terms of having community and building that community and building those connections. Because without you building that relationship and trust with your audience, those people would not be hopping on alive if you don't have a relationship, they don't trust you and really your true supporters. So even if it is 4,000, it's those first, and I think for women in business, it was our first thousand that made a difference. Real, authentic, deep connections and relationships. And I took the time to really foster it. And then the first 10,000 was that magic number as well. And then once we hit that 10,000, we're like, okay, we're off. Started to grow like crazy. But you got to really establish those relationships. I think especially right now in this online social media, fast moving, hardly loyal audience, really establishing that. You talk sometimes about like Gen Generation Z, right? And what does that mean? And what are the characteristics of Gen Z and how could businesses be more appealing to the new generation coming forward. Yes, yes. And I think I, I wanted to talk about this a bit because I think with the, the phrase, the term Gen Z, people are like, oh, unmotivated, lazy children. <laughs> and so I think it's important to know, like to see that, like no matter what this generation is representing right now, whatever that may be to you, it is the this new generation of people that your business is going to serve to an extent, depending on your business. But for the most part, this is one of the generations now that you are going to be serving with your business. And I think this generation has a level up already because they, for the most part, were kind of raised with technology, raised with this way of life of being on social media, not even just social media, they're like tech savviness and everybody knows how to use Zoom now. So many businesses are now able to be virtual that were never before. Um, and I think I didn't grow up too much with a lot of technology. I actually had like, I mean, we, I would play <laughs> when I was a kid. We had like one ginormous desktop computer that didn't have internet. So we would play like the, <laughs> the like CD games and then even I always talk about like my introduction to yoga was the VHS yoga tapes with my mom. So like I wasn't raised on a lot of technology, but I did get a phone earlier than other generations did. I did get on social media way sooner than other generations did. And so having Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and threads and I guess X now instead of Twitter, all of these platforms that are kind of like, oh yeah, no brainer. I know how to use that. I've always known how to use that. For older businesses that are looking to get online, I've seen like, they're like, no, I don't get why this even affects me. I don't understand why I even need to be on this. So I wanted to touch on that Gen Z idea of there is this untapped potential there of people that are already knowing how to streamline processes and some people see it as cutting corners. Some people like, I think it's efficiency. I think that if you're using technology in the right way, you can absolutely make your business, your brand, whatever you're doing to serve the public a lot more efficient. And you can use technology in a good way. You can use technology in a bad way. You can use social media in a bad way. You can use anything in a bad way. 
But I think that being a Gen Zer myself, it's really helped me kind of push my businesses into new realms. And so with Busy Bee, whereas yoga studios kind of have this one perception of them, we've been able to do virtual classes when we were coming out of COVID. And we were able to do Busy Beyond Demand, which is a new feature that we have coming on, where it's going to be a hub of follow along yoga videos. And we're able to do polls to see what's a popular class time. I'm able to meet with Maganda clients on Zoom. I'm able to share things in Google Drive folders. And so all these elements mm-hmm. and tools that we have at our fingertips that I've been able to kind of use for my business and also share with other people on how to use in theirs. <laughs> it's so interesting that you find efficiencies and I say laziness is also a superpower. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> Hey, for people who are perhaps lazy or it's a term that is seen as a negative. Me being a Leo, I fully embrace my laziness because it allows me, as you say, find the efficiency, find a way of getting it done quicker, faster, in a better way through the power of technology and other tools that are currently available to us we become more resourceful and having come also from a, a background where I, we didn't have that much growing up or I've come, I've seen the environment around me when you don't have that much, you just simply become resourceful. So that is also a superpower. And I love that you yes. mentioned that what the generation Z really represents now. Yeah, absolutely. I think I like what you said, that laziness can be a superpower. It's so true. I mean, no matter which way you see it, it's like you're either make things more efficient so you can be lazy, or if you're lazy, you know how to get things done faster. (laughs) I absolutely love that point of view of it. And yeah, I think you said it perfectly. You mentioned something in your book that you started becoming like a young business owner, you were very, very young when you started out in being this kind of go-getter. And this is uh, what you write about in your chapter. Take us back to that young cat who was (laughs) the hustler, who was just, yeah, figuring out her way of being entrepreneur so early. Yeah. I'll start a little bit in the middle, actually. So I always like to say this because it was a funny time, but I had started busy bee yoga and we started in a very small location and it was right next door to a a wine bar it was called pips wine bar it's still there actually it's amazing shout out to amy amy's the owner she is awesome but it was right next to a wine bar and i wasn't even 21 yet i couldn't even go next door and indulge a glass of wine after a class so yeah i definitely got into business pretty young but I also was around it my whole life. My parents started a coffee shop when I was young. And there's a picture of a newspaper that we were in that we have framed. And it's me with these ginormous sunglasses. And I'm tiny. I'm, I'm like four years old. Big sunglasses, big cup of coffee. And I'm just sitting on the counter in our coffee shop. And my parents are behind. And they're 
My sister and I are like peeking out of a window in another photo. And we were always around seeing my parents hustle and work and really achieving their dreams. My mom has this huge passion for coffee. She's currently a a coffee roaster and she has a small virtual coffee business, J Thaddeus Coffee Company. And then my dad has evolved into his current business, EMS Consulting Co. So he was always a first responder, always busy. He very much ingrained the hustle culture in me. So he is currently his own boss and his network, the community he has built has been my inspiration. He has just everybody as a friend. He's somebody that everybody sees as a friend. If they see him in public, they are definitely going to talk to him. He's going to act like he just saw them yesterday. Like he's an absolute inspiration. My mother as well. But yeah, when I was young, I, I had that entrepreneurial mindset and I would be lemonade stands, dog walking, car washes. I started a girls club when I was in fourth grade called Daring Girls Club. And it was based around the Daring Book for Girls. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's this ginormous book full of like all these things that you can learn how to tie a knot, how to run a lemonade stand, how to do a handstand, how to put your hair up with a pencil. It was the coolest book ever. And so we started a girls club all around this book and we would do all these little entrepreneurial little avenues together. We go rake leaves in the fall and we did community service at our old veterans hall. And yeah, we stayed busy. <laughs> wow. That's pretty amazing. Like I hope that my daughter has this motivation and drive when she starts to grow up and starts to, it's just so nice. To know that you got inspired by your parents, you observed, and then you're like, okay, let's get busy. Let's do this. So that's very, very interesting, actually. Yeah. Well, right. You're a very, very inspirational person. And your daughter is so lucky to have you as a mother. <laughs> I am like, congratulations for the millionth time because she is beautiful. But like, you are just an absolute trailblazer. You are paving the way for your daughter to just see this amazing, inspirational, powerful figure as her mother. So yeah, absolutely. She is going to be a driven young lady. <laughs> I hope so. She's been coming to my podcast and meetings since uh, a couple <laughs> weeks old. So it's in her blood. <laughs> She sat through with me through our business interviews of our speakers and our summit that happens in March. This was like a whole week event. And she was, of course, in my tummy still. But I still think that when people, when kid, babies are in your tummy, they hear what's going on. And I hope that she takes on this women empowerment mindset and paves and trail trailblazes her own way in life. So I really hope so. Yes, I believe it. But Kat, you're our inspiration. You may you don't see it yourself and I don't see it myself. I just do what I do. I do what I love to do and I keep busy doing it. And it's like, okay, for me, it's just another day in my life, right? I don't really look at it that way. But you're an inspirational girl. You've been, you're, you're quite young and to have two businesses, to have so much passion for it that you just pour it in and you support other people, you create communities. What's next? 
what's what's on your dream board or vision board that you want to achieve in your life? What is next? Well, I have I have a, a pretty exciting announcement. I'm saving it for the end of the book launch, but I do have a project in the works that I'm very excited to share with everybody. And then something that I can talk about right now, though. Um, I am all, I kind of touched on a little bit earlier. So busy beyond demand, we're kind of taking our studio in a virtual direction. We are looking into creating an entire virtual sphere for the studio to be able to connect with people everywhere. And we're looking to do this in the form of a software or an app. Right now we have it available on our site, but it's a very, very minimal design. It's just videos. So if you if Ray, you wanted to take a class, but you didn't want to stay up until 2 a.m. to take a class at our time, <laughs> you would be able to do, you'd be able to go into this, this archive and be able to follow along with yoga videos there, guided meditations. So that is a very exciting direction that we're heading for Busy Bee. I think overall, what I'm really excited for is this opportunity to be able to push in the direction of more women empowerment and women in business and not even just women in business, really, really any young individual that's looking to get into business. We've been doing a lot more work recently with youth and kids and kids programs and teen programs. And it's been, it's, I love it. I think it's the most inspiring thing ever to have somebody ask me a question about how I did something, but like in a way that I can tell that they're like, they're wanting to apply it. And so that first happened really early on. And I was like, why are you asking me? I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I'm a business owner. <laughs> and so then like, then it, a lot more time since then people have asked me like, how did you do this? Like, how does it feel being a business owner? What's, what is something that you would change if you could? And people there are people out there that are interested in kind of the process of the business and not just the yoga studio for being a yoga studio the media business for being revolved around media but business because of business so i'm excited to go into a direction of education being able to educate through social media but also through programs and get to spread knowledge and kind of work with other business figures so yeah Amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. And of course, on the agenda, you are becoming an author. Tell yes. us a little bit more behind the scenes. What was that journey like for you becoming an author? And of course, very soon going to be holding our books in our hands and hopefully our readers will too. Very soon. I know November 2nd. It was, it was a little rough. It was so amazing and transformative. And the women that are in this group, you, all the support made it possible and made it such an, a process that I would look forward to, to doing. But it was rough in terms of writing the actual part of the book that I wrote. And it took a lot of editing. <laughs> it took a lot of self-discovery. It took a lot of journaling. Had to talk to myself a lot. You can do this. <laughs> Sit down and write. Stop avoiding it. But yeah, it was definitely a journey, to say the least. 
And it feels so satisfying to be at a point where that has been completed, that part is completed. And not because I wanted it to be done, but all that work being now in these words that I've particularly put on a page and I feel that they are sharing the message in the way that I wanted to. That was the struggle. I was writing something. I was like, this isn't saying it how I want it to be heard or to be read. I would say I'd be writing something about a a very deep part of my chapter. And I'd be like, this doesn't even tap into the hurt. It doesn't even tap into what I was feeling. And it was frustrating. And then with the help of you guys and with the help of the editors and really just self-reflection in general and like a self-study, I was able to get these words that I wanted on the page. And now being able to read that and having other people read that, which I'm, I'm nervous for, but excited for is it's so gratifying. And I, I'm very excited to have that book in my hands. I'm going to get a million copies myself. I hope that's not egotistical to say, but I am getting so many copies. Oh my goodness. I love it. It has been such a process and birthing your story. I can just describe it as that birthing because mm-hmm. it takes a time and there are many projects out there that do similar things. They're doing co-authoring books. But for me personally, I find that it's such a personal experience to write your story, to share your story in a way that is meaningful, that is transformative to somebody. And it is personal to you to share something like that with the world. I feel like it's not just done and go and that's it, right? It's not. You want to make that connection with the audience and you're doing it for a reason. And I know that you want to inspire other people and there is an important message within that chapter that you wanted to communicate and it means something to you. What it mean to you if people read your chapter and reached out to you and followed up with with you afterwards? I, I think the people that have reached out once I announced, I, I didn't announce for a long time that I was writing a book because I was like, oh my gosh, do I even want people to read this? But then when I wrote it, I was like, oh, heck yeah, I want people to read this. <laughs> so once I announced that I was, there was a book coming out and I was writing a book and I, I got some people being like, what is it about? I had a lot of people think that it was a book about how I started my businesses. And while that is in there, there's there's little bits and pieces about my business and the journey of opening it. It is important to know that these are personal stories. Mine personally is kind of like a life, a little bit of a chronological life story. And so I I had to kind of put that out there. I was like, because I'm not very vulnerable on the internet. I'm not very, I don't put a lot of feelings on my social media until recently when I made that shift. And that's when I kind of saw a boost of people that were like interested in what I was doing. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So with the book, I think when I said I was writing a book, people were just like, oh, it's going to be like a logistical, factual, this book is point A to point B. And so when I was like, no, it it, it goes a a little deep. And it talks about me and it it talks about everything involved in that process and this journey that I took within myself and a hard lesson that I had to learn for myself. A lot of people were shocked. I think a lot of people, my family was, they were, their reaction was, (sighs) their reaction was, I was so nervous. 
I sent it to them and I was waiting for them to read it. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then the first thing my dad said when he read it was, wow. And I was like, he hated it. He hated it. (laughs) But no, he was like, that was so beautifully written. And that was just incredible. My mom pulled out her favorite phrases in the book. And she was like, I loved this. I loved this. I loved this. And she was like, these are just bouncing around in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, my sister, I sent it to her. I had one of my friends read it. I had my partner read it. And like the support was crazy. And and these are people, let me tell you, these are business people. These are people that don't mind saying, "Mm, yeah, no, that's not good. They would have told me if it wasn't good. And their reaction just, it gives me chills right now. I'm so grateful to have those people that I know when they told me that this was something great, that I knew that they meant it. And I'm excited for everybody else to read it. Oh, I love that. That is so amazing that you'll store your family and your friends already supporting it and they've been part of it because doing anything on your own is it's very difficult and to have that initial support because putting your story out is so vulnerable and pretty scary I am so excited that you got that initial boost and of course I just wanted to let our audience know go get the book Women Thrive it's inspiring true stories of women overcome adversity You'll find eight of our stories in this book. It is launching 2nd of November, 2023. And I hope you really get inspired, motivated and encouraged by this book. Uh, And I hope you connect with our authors. If you have read it, if you listen to this podcast, connect with Katrina Marsh and yeah, just let her know that you've been here. Kat, what is the best way to connect with you? Yes. On my website, hello there, Katrina.com is the best way you can join my launch team and get some background insight on the book, the process, and you'll be the first to know this special announcement I've alluded to in this and past episodes. That's at hello there, Katrina.com. And then my personal Instagram page is cat.marsh. And if you're interested in any of the business endeavors that I talked about today, all those are linked at the website and my personal page beautiful well do make sure you connect with Katrina Marsh on her social media channels and her website become a little bit of a stalker you never know what's around the corner and this sounds like a very exciting announcement that you have coming I would certainly be very interested to find out how we can tap into some of your businesses being perhaps quite distance away from your physical locations because I see you guys having a lot of fun and I'm like I want to be part of that (laughs) (laughs) we have fun over here (laughs) but I don't know if I can fly out to Dixon every morning for my yoga session (laughs) would be a lot would be a lot you'd be next level bougie right (laughs) you never know All right. Thank you so much to everyone who's listening. Thanks to Kat for being here on this podcast. We'll be back for another interview. Make sure you check out the book. It's Women Thrive, Inspiring True Stories of of Women Overcoming Adversity, Volume 2. And it's launching the 2nd of November. Thank you so much. And we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care for now. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.